is one day a week I try to not schedule any meetings um, and on such a day it has to be a day obviously where I don't have court so if I see a day where there's no court I don't try to fill it up with meetings and then just work because there is a laundry list of things that I need to get done on a daily basis I was just thinking about it this last week and last Thursday I had a million tiny things that I needed to do I needed to review a decree I needed to review a settlement agreement I needed to answer some substantive emails and I just had a list of um, all these little things and it were things that probably at the most each item probably took half an hour and I just needed a block of time like probably two or three hours to just knock it all out because during the day when I'm doing phone calls and meetings and emails Having that two or three hours just doesn't happen. So now Monday and Tuesday, I have these two blocks of time. By the end of Tuesday, I feel great. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so accomplished. I have so much done. And while I'm working on everything else, I have this really big project where it comes to a head in the middle of November. And it's a big oral argument. And for this oral argument, I've just been working on it every spare moment. So I have these five bound books. I have one of them with me at all times. I look at it in the morning when my daughter's getting ready for school and I'm having coffee. If I can sit outside for a few minutes, I'll look at it. If, um, oh, I was on an airplane. I looked at it then. And so one book is always with me. And that is my huge project that's coming up along with a ton of other stuff that's coming up so I kind of like got really got into it on those two days and just felt really accomplished so then Wednesday comes around I have a first thing in the morning hearing in person so it's a huge chunk out of my day I have meetings midday at the office and then I had a personal appointment in the afternoon out of the office and then from four to seven, I did volunteer state bar calls um, for three hours. So it was a day that was like a 12 hour day. So really sort of all my sense of accomplishment goes out the window. But I do have the next day, the 20th, and I don't have any meetings scheduled again. So the, the whole day, I'm just getting stuff done. The end of the day, I had a uh, court meeting that was like on procedure and I I will say all of a sudden my um, not court hearings but sort of conferences and CLE has really amped up that same night we had the carnival in town and my daughter had dance and so my daughter's been having dance two nights a week for the last month because she's participating in the show. So she has her regular dance every time it comes on Thursday evening. I feel like we're running towards it. I don't have dinner ready. Trying to figure out it's crazy. I found myself eating out a lot lately because 
it's just been sort of nuts, like just a lot of everything. So then the next day, I have an all-day convention for the Women Lawyers Group. Great convention, great topics, great seminar, great speakers, everything is great. And then there was a raffle, and my sister-in-law and I each bought tickets, and we ended up winning five raffle gifts. But she had to leave earlier, so I had her tickets. And I didn't realize that I had won a fifth gift until after they had moved on to another number. <laughs> I'm still kind of bitter about that, even though we won so much. We won three giant baskets of goods and two bottles of wine. The, t- the thing that I didn't get was um, a piece of jewelry, which I guess I can live without. But still, you know, it's nice to win something every once in a while. But then afterwards, there was a Halloween event at a shopping center called Norterra. So my my whole family met there, and we all were coming from different things. So we came in four different cars, eventually five different cars. And my daughter again had dance. Uh, we got there. It was, like, pretty crowded, and... Um, we decided to go to, we walked around a little bit and I was there like pretty late from my conference and I was coming from Scottsdale. And so we decided to go to IHOP and get dinner and it was pretty good. They have this happy hour menu, which is good, but here's something that's a little annoying. They, on their menu, there's a new item, a plant-based sausage and we order it all around the table. Like everyone orders it. And they set it on the table, and I look at it, and I'm like, that doesn't look plant-based. Kind of a good idea, you know. And my middle daughter, she just jumps in. She's taking a bite of it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think this is plant-based. We asked our our waitress. Yes, it's absolutely plant-based. I go, I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. Also, the menu says patties. These are links. This does not seem right. Another server comes by. No, these aren't the plant-based at all. We're out of them. Like, very, very, like, like, you can't serve stuff like that and then serve people meat and be like, no, it's the plant-based. So, anyways, I mean, I know a lot of these restaurants are trying to get used to it, but it's it's really something that's important to a lot of people who, who don't eat meat. Um, so, crazy night, go home. The next day, I um, have the Anthem Autumn, the Autumn Fest and Anthem. And my office put together pumpkins for the pumpkin contest. And it was the Hocus Pocus. It was based on Hocus Pocus, the movie. So cute. Like, so cute. You can go to my Facebook and see them. I should put them on my Facebook business, too. I'm not, I haven't been great about my Facebook business page. But I really don't feel like it gets a lot of of, uh, touches. So I haven't been wonderful about it. And then, um, you know, we were going to go later to the fest to walk around, but it all changed to going earlier because we were going to get the pumpkin set up. And also, uh, we were trying to time it around the kids' naps, and it closed a little bit earlier. It closed at 4, so really the only time to go was the morning. But I had also scheduled a massage because and this is my topic, is these morning headaches. And of course, this is finally the day that I don't wake up with a morning headache. 
But I wanted to get a massage because the next day I was flying to Universal for a couple of days and wanted my muscles to just be in good shape. So we walked around and I was having a good time and then all of a sudden I have to leave and go to the massage. So I leave and, um, you know, later um, go home and um, just kind of cooked for the day. Whenever I go somewhere, I make my husband a chicken parmesan. It used to be a lasagna, but lately it's just been chicken parmesan. Not real chicken, vegan chicken. That he can eat for a couple of days. And then I made kind of a big meal. I made a vegan ham and a bunch of sides, like mashed potatoes and roasted potatoes and um, roasted squash and roasted carnival pumpkin. Like it was really, really good. And uh, we ate and I went to bed pretty early and got up the next day at five. Our flight was at 10 and my sister-in-law was like, why don't you make such an early flight? And I said, really didn't feel like I did, but I guess when you have to leave for the airport, it ends up being, you know, earlier than you think. So I get up at five and packing. We were going to have my husband take me, take us, but he ended up going to bed like really, really late. So I knew that I didn't want to wake him up. I'm like, I can get to the airport. So I talked to my sister-in-law and I said, do you want to drive or do you want to take an Uber? So we decided to take an Uber. We order it and it's not coming. It's just not coming. I've had this happen another time where I had a, um, a flight as well. And here's the thing about it. You either order it way far in advance and hope that it takes half an hour or you order it pretty timely and hope that it takes not more than 20 minutes. Like you give yourself a window. But the bad one is, is when you order it semi-early and it's going to be like 30 or 40 minutes. There was one time I ordered one to go to the airport. It took like three minutes. It just, you can't time these things and it's sort of driving me nuts. So anyways, um... We decide that my sister-in-law will drive and we'll park at the airport. And parking was kind of expensive, but I found out I had these points on my account, so I got a bunch of money off. So it ended up being really economical. And the airport parking wasn't that crowded. So ultimately, I think it was great. And here's the thing I love about parking at the airport. When you get back, you just get in your car and leave. You're not waiting for someone to pick you up. You're not waiting for an Uber to respond. You just get there and go. So the ride there, it's definitely nice to have the ride. But the ride back, it is um, so much nicer to just get in a car. So we get to the airport. We check in. Um, It was all wonky. It was, you know, there's supposed to be this area that I check in and it was not there and they said no that's not this anymore it's international and I never did figure it out and anytime you ask someone they had just no concept of what you were talking about and and one person said to me oh they don't they haven't had that since COVID I said well that's not true because I was here a month ago and it was here so and and even then I don't even think she knew what I was saying I don't know (laughs) like I really don't know 
Next time I go back, maybe I can figure it out, but where I was supposed to check in just didn't exist anymore. Okay, so we get to California, get to Universal, still pretty early, like I think it's, you know, 1230, maybe it's not even noon yet. And a lot of times when I check in at a Sheridan, the rooms are ready. This time they're not. And while I'm checking in, there's other people checking in. They're being given their room keys. And I'm like, okay, so rooms are ready for everybody, but not for me. But we were hungry for lunch. And we went to one of my all-time favorite restaurants in the world called Veggie House. And I had been feeling like sort of run down. So I had their vegetarian chicken soup. And we had their uh, vegetarian chicken drumsticks and mangoes and sticky rice and it was a perfect lunch like yum like didn't feel like crazy full didn't feel like overwhelmed with exhaustion just felt pretty good go back to the hotel still not ready and um trying to think what we did we went and did something I think we took the we took the shuttle over to no, we didn't. You know what? I cannot remember what we did. <laughs> Way to go. It's like a week ago. I have no recollection. But we killed a couple more hours. And, oh, I know. We uh, were able to get into the lounge and hang out for a little bit. So we finally go back. And they're still they're handing out keys like crazy. And they said they would call me when the room was ready. And no one's calling me. And I go back again. They're like, oh, yeah, your room just got ready. And I had adjoining rooms with my sister-in-law. Well, we had two separate rooms, but they put us in adjoining rooms, which was really nice. It was really fun. You know, we each had like our own space and our own beds, but could yell through the open door. And then there were two bathrooms because you always need two bathrooms when you have three girls. And we went upstairs and we were in no hurry. We had time before the evening and we were going we were there for Halloween horror nights which I should announce and so um you can get there early but um we weren't in a hurry we knew it was gonna be a long night and I said why don't we nap and we took the biggest fattest just one of those great naps where you wake up and you're kind of sweaty and you know you really fell asleep deep and I say we all slept for like a good hour it was good you know and our rooms had great views we were kind of looking out at the park there's some construction going on at Universal so there was a little of that but you know we could see like the Minions ride and the big Minion poking over the wall great view you know great view of the city and the hills just a, a better view than I've had in my recent stays there so we get ready and it's like five and I'm like, well, our tour is not till seven, but you know, why don't we go? It, the ticket has admission to get in. So we get there, but they don't have the doors open yet. They're still getting out the day people and ushering in the people for Halloween Horror Nights, but they have all the people outside. You're just standing in, you know, the corrals or whatever they are. So we get in and it's like so crowded because all the day people are still there finishing up their day and we kept asking ourselves like 
if you're a day person and you just hang out, can't you just stay for Halloween Horror Nights? But um, really, you can't. There's this wristband system where when you go in, they give you a wristband, and all night you have to, to have a wristband. And, and I noticed, like, for the first couple hours of Halloween Horror Nights, a lot of times they were asking to see your wristbands. So I'm like, oh, that's, you know, how they get people out. So we get there at 5, and our tour's not till 7. And I'm thinking, you know, what are we going to do now? And especially, it was all kind of like, there were just two different groups of people, the day people and the night people. So shopping was kind of difficult, but we shopped a little bit. But we didn't buy anything because we didn't want to carry stuff around the whole evening. First time ever I wore a crossbody, so it was hands-free. It actually was very enjoyable instead of carrying a purse all night. So I need to remember that instead of like just carrying crap all night because it just adds an extra burden on my shoulders and feet and lower back. And then we were walking and we see the Jabberwocky show. And I said, do you want to do this now? Uh, there was like a 6 o'clock show or something. I said, last time they just dropped us off at it at the end. And instead of doing that, why don't we watch it now? And then we can do something else at the end. And um, everyone was like, okay, that's great. So we do that. It's a fun show. And then I said, well, why don't we go into the the food place and, you know, get a snack, get a soda, get a water. And my sister-in-law says, I don't think we can go in. It's not with our group. I said, but we have our, our lanyards. We should be able to go in. Like, let's see. So we just walk in and it ended up being the most fortuitous thing ever because we sat down we had um, a little bit of food because we thought we were going to be eating within like an hour because the last time we did this tour the first thing they did was bring us to dinner so we're just thinking it's exactly the same so we ate things like salads and appetizers and uh, they had like these teeny tiny cheesecakes. We each had one of those. We had water. We grabbed a bottle of water, relaxed, you know, kicked up our feet, um, had some veggies. It was great. Like, you know, stop that like crazy, like starving feeling. So then we um, get back. We, we check into our tour, um, like right at the perfect time. We kind of sit for a little bit. Um, our tour used the bathroom there. Our tour guide gets us, and he basically explains the evening. And dinner is not until way later. And we all look at each other like, thank goodness. We would have been dying. Like, after walking around and not having something, it would have been really terrible. And we start the... We start the evening. They bring us to the lower lot. We do the mazes down there. He also says, hey, I'm not going to have time for rides. And I was kind of glad because I don't I do not do the rides anymore, to be honest, because I'm just starting to get, like, motion sickness. And some of the rides will, like, ruin my evening. It's just easier for me to sit and not go on a ride. So we um, 
go through the whole lower lot. There's like killer clowns from outer space. There was this really cool um, maze based on um, the weekend, you know, the guy, the weekend, the weekend's um, nightmare that he had that he wrote a song about and did a video about. And there's a maze for that. And then afterwards, there was a lounge that we could go to. And there was just sodas and waters. I mean, you could have an alcoholic drink, but we weren't drinking, of course. We had our, uh, we, we, I had my 15-year-old daughter with me. So it wasn't that kind of night. I don't even think I have that kind of night anymore. So we, um, you know, hung out there for a little bit. We go back up. We do a bunch more mazes. Uh, there's like a Frankenstein. Uh, there's a Universal Monsters one. There's this one called Universal Hotel. Uh, Curse of La Llorona. Oh my gosh, what were these mazes? They were also amazing, but it's all a blur now. So we do a bunch more mazes. And the tour guide asked us, he goes, do you want to do the Jabberwocky show? We can stop for it or we can keep going. And we already saw it, so we didn't want to do it. And we had four other people in our group, and they didn't want to do it. So it was awesome. Like, our timing was just working out great that we already did that. Because we did want to see it, you know? It's just a really cool dance show. And we got to see it earlier and be done with it. And then so we do more mazes, and eventually we get to dinner. And they we have a big break for dinner. And we eat again, and we actually ate like more substantively because the first time we were just considering it a snack because we thought we were going to be back in two hours, but we really weren't back for like five hours. So again, we were just so happy and we just kept saying, thank goodness, like we thought to come in here and just grab a little something like we know what to do for the future. I will tell you this. I highly recommend these tours. It was so hard to get it this year because um, any other year I've just been walking around and they try to upsell you on it and last year was the first year I ever did it I was like I really want to try this and after trying it the value for the money is great they walk you to the front of the um, maze you have a tour guide who does everything super efficiently. Your tram is a private tram with padded seats. There's waters throughout the night and you get dinner and you can go back after dinner, like after everything and get dessert and coffee. Um, so we have dinner and then we have this really long break. So we take a break and we go into Harry Potter world where they have the Death Eaters walking around and we do that whole thing, and my sister-in-law and my daughter go on the little roller coaster. I sit it out. Usually I'm okay with that, but again, I was, I don't think that would have um, harmed my motion sickness, but I was like being really mindful of my back. So um, I sat that out, and I could hear my sister-in-law screaming on the roller coaster, so that was kind of funny. And so we go back after dinner, and then we go to um, our tram. 
and to this other area, which is Jordan's Pe- Jordan Peele's Old West Town from Nope called Jupiter's Claim. And in the Old West Town were characters from us. And I was delighted, like delighted. That ended up being my favorite part of the night. You walked right past Bates Motel. You walked past like all these areas and you end up at Jupiter's Claim. And it was super fun. After it was all over, we did, there were two more mazes left that were kind of right there. And then we had to walk up this super high hill. And all of a sudden, it was so bizarre, we were like, just in the park. It was an area I had never been in. But you did have to walk up a steep hill. And so um, we could have gone back to the restaurant for dessert. But by then we were dying, like dying. I think it was like one in the morning, like so exhausted. And um, we, you have to walk to get to the shuttle. So we had to like walk through the whole park to get out, walk to get to the shuttle and just fall into bed. I took one of my anti-inflammatories and I woke up pretty early. Like I woke up like six or seven, you know. And we didn't have, like, um, a very ambitious day. Like, we were just kind of seeing where the day took us. So my sister-in-law and I had breakfast the next morning. And just were recounting the night. And, like, so fun. Like, it was so fun. And then, uh, you know, we get up and um, we're like, we should do the Paramount tour when I'm here. I've done the Paramount tour by myself. And the other two people I was with have never done it. They've both done the Warner Brothers tour. And I'm like, well, why don't we try to do Paramount? So we started looking at the times. And we're like, well, Tuesday would be more convenient. Completely sold out on Tuesday. So we look, and there's a tour in 45 minutes. So we get ready the fastest you've ever seen anyone get ready. We hop into a lift in an Uber. And we arrive perfectly on time. I will say this about the Paramount tour. You needed to show proof of your vaccination. And I'm, I was sort of like, well, why at this point anymore? Um, but I did have it in my wallet because I remember thinking, what if I need to show proof of vaccination? I haven't been asked for this in forever. And I was asked for it at the Paramount tour. And here you go. When we booked the tickets... I asked my sister-in-law, I said, did you see any sort of warning like that? She's like, no, I didn't see anything. So I don't know. It was a little bizarre. No masks required, just proof of vaccination. And I'm not going to get like political right now, but I've had the vaccination and I had COVID twice. So I'm sort of like, I don't know. I don't know anything. Anyways, that's what was required. We did the tour. It was relaxing. It was fun. We were in a group that included four other people. And we were in a small, uh, like you're in a small golf cart. And the people, that the group of four kind of sat right in the middle. So my group was separated. Which was a little, like, annoying. <laughs> but, um, okay, fine. Whatever. It was fun. Um, and then we went back, uh, towards where we are and we stopped at this old timey Italian place that we saw when we were out the day before. And it had 
The whole outside was a giant mural that looked like Italy. And we went in, and it's my favorite type of restaurant in the world. Red and white check tablecloths. Um, the place was decorated with empty bottles of Chianti that people had wrote messages on. It smelled like pizza and garlic bread. And we had this great lunch. We split two pasta dishes and some garlic bread and yum, like delicious. So we go back, um, lay down again. They, my sister-in-law and daughter were going to this nightmare before Christmas 4D presentation. It was watching the movie, but also, you know, inside it was snowing and you got to see the sets and there was an organ player. There was all sorts of interaction. And, um, I was recording for the film vault. Um, so I got ready and there was a little, um, kind of, uh, you know what? It really was dinner, like appetizers, dinner downstairs. And so went and ate that before we both, you know, we parted ways for the evening. So they had to leave a little before I did. And then I was sitting and then I was, um, I'm like, okay, like, let me order an Uber. And I look and it's going to get me there like 30 minutes too early. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait 15 minutes. And then I wait 15 minutes and I can't get an Uber. Cannot get an Uber. Cannot get a lift. I'm going back and forth between the apps. Uber just says a ride is two minutes away and then cancels me. I finally got a lift. I got there exactly on time. I couldn't even believe it. Um, it was crazy. Like I don't know what to do about um, Ubers and Lyfts anymore. I was talking to some of the drivers and they're saying that there is a shortage because so many people are um, quitting because of the gas prices. So things were just kind of nuts. And um, I go and I do the film vault. Great. I mean, they're so kind to me. It went wonderfully. It took, oh my gosh, four hours. At the end, I felt we were all drooping. Um, there was one segment where I asked them to start over and I just was starting to droop, you know, after Halloween Horror Nights and then doing stuff during the day and then now recording just, oh, so I hope it all turned out okay. I was listening to one of them in the last couple of days. I'm like, all right, it sounds all right. Maybe I don't need to be as hard on myself as I was thinking. So I get back, I'm exhausted, like exhausted. And I lay down, and I've been watching The Watcher on Netflix. Uh, I, I'll, you know what, I'll kind of do a review of it now. My review is meh. It was very watchable. It also was ridiculous. The preview on Netflix, it made it like it was going to be um, kind of like a haunted house movie, like Supernatural. And I also thought it was a movie. It was a seven-part series. It was based on a true story, which I was not reading about until after because I wanted to see what was different. And basically the premise is these people move into their dream house and they get letters that scare them and then all this stuff happens. And in the show... There's just a bunch of red herrings where it's like, this person's acting odd. 
This person's acting odd. There ended up being a lot of comedy in it. There was no horror at all. Although my sister-in-law said she was super freaked out by this and the whole thing with the letters. And I said, who cares? It's, it's letters, you know. In the movie or in the show, like a bunch of other stuff happens. But I don't know. If someone, if I got some weirdo letter, I just can't imagine that being scared about it. Um, no one acted in a way that was right. <laughs> the, their behaviors were just weird. I can't explain it. It was weird, but it was also super watchable. So I ended up watching this whole stupid thing. If you absolutely have nothing to watch, then watch it. But it, it wasn't great. Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale are in it, and they're great in everything. So them being in it made it um, very palpable because they're just so darn good. And Jennifer Coolidge was in it, and she was just so freaking funny. Um, I'm making it sound like I'm liking it more than I did, but I didn't. I also haven't stopped thinking about it, whatever that means. I, then I read the true story after I got done watching it, and the true story is very disappointing. I, I, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. So anyways, I lay down. I'm exhausted. I put on the watcher. I know I'm falling asleep, and I turn it off. I wake up like 45 minutes later and cannot get back to sleep. I was up almost the whole night. I had like two hours of sleep. That never happens to me. I'm very lucky that way. I was just telling someone the day before that I have no problem sleeping. And then here I am up all night. I don't know if it was just, you know, I was laying down so much later for two nights in a row and just everything was off. Just, I, I don't know. I, I cannot explain it. So we are taking it easy kind of the next morning getting ready kind of slowly, had breakfast, you know, laid down, even though I couldn't go back to sleep, even though I had no sleep. And then we get up and get showered and we're just taking our time because we have this 4.30 flight. And we um, get up and, you know, out and we check our luggage and we go to Universal City Walk because we want to do some shopping and we didn't want to spend any, um, we didn't want to, um, do any shopping when we were doing horror nights because we didn't want to carry everything around. So we said we were going to go back to City Walk on our last day. So we go back, we shop, we get a donut at Voodoo Donuts, donuts that I love, love, love. They brought back their peanut butter and jelly donut, which is my all-time favorite donut of all time. We walk around, we sit down and have lunch at Bubba Gump. And it's a perfect time to go back and get our luggage. So we go get our luggage. We get our, uh, we get an Uber, no problem. Head to the airport, end up there in plenty of time. And the whole time, my sister-in-law, like she had booked her tickets after our tickets. And I was, we were having the hardest time with her seats. At first, when she booked her tickets, the, the, the cost was at, astronomical and then she booked them and she thought she was under our reservation but it turns out she wasn't and it was all ridiculous 
And she was in the back on a flight that all of American kept saying was pretty empty. Except they would refuse to move her. They would say, this doesn't, the seat doesn't move. You're not under Florence's reservation. We're not moving you. So finally we get to the airport and I have to say her name as the best employee I've ever seen in the history of the world. Gwen at American Airlines. So we go to the gate. We check our luggage. We ask. And we had been asking everybody. We've been calling about moving the seat. Because my daughter and I were up in the very front. And she was going to be far from us. And I know it's not the world's biggest deal. But it just seemed like it wouldn't be hard either. And everyone was just saying, no, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Have to charge you. Like all this Frankly, crap. You know, we get up to the front. There's Gwen. She takes our luggage. We ask her. She goes, well, let me... She goes, I won't do it here because it'll charge you. She goes, but I'll meet you at the gate. She goes, I'm doing the gate and I can switch you then. She's like, the flight's pretty empty. So we um, walk through. And the whole time we're laughing. We're like, what does she work this whole airport? This woman literally did. We go through security and by the way, no one in security. The TSA guy was like, I'm so bored. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, you know, that airport is never, security's never bad. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I've been like, oh, there's like 50 people, but there was zero, zero in the line, zero people putting their things up on the conveyor belt. Just no one. It was a perfect time to fly out. So we go through, we go all the way to our gate. For some reason, every time I fly out of there, it's this long, skinny airport. I'm never in the front of the airport. I'm always in the back of the airport. So we walked all the way to the back. We got some seats and settled in. And um, we don't see Gwen. We see another lady. And then not too long before the flight, here comes Gwen. My sister-in-law talks to her. She gets moved to the seats behind us. And she was in the bulkhead. She ended up absolutely loving her seat. And then we see Gwen. She's running out like a flight came in. She runs out. She opens the flight door. She's taking people off the flight in wheelchairs. She's announcing the next flight. She's helping other people change their seats on the flight we were leaving on. We're like, who is this woman? I'm trying to figure out a way to somehow have her acknowledged through American because I've just never seen anything like it. She was the most amazing employee ever. So we fly home and just the whole time we're like, that was great. Like that was wonderful. And we get home and it's, you know, like eight o'clock and I throw in laundry and lay down a pretty decent time. I'm like dying. Like I feel ill. <laughs> and, um, the next day I have, you know, stuff. I have a hearing first thing in the morning, of course, and like some other meetings. I get to the office, you know, early. I do my hearing. I am looking at my phone calls. I mean, I have so many phone calls. And I kept thinking to myself, I've been gone, you know, two days. It actually was a little bit more than that because, um, Friday I was at that conference so I didn't really get to like wrap things up like I normally would have I did go to the office on Saturday and 
you know, totally cleaned up my emails, answered all the mail, like did everything that I could. But, um, I still, I had some messages from Friday, but I'm like, okay, hopefully Monday and Tuesday won't be a lot of messages. And they were, there were tons of messages and messages on my phone. I had messages from my associate, just messages like crazy. So Wednesday, I'm just calling people, calling people, calling people. I had a, um, appointment that I had to go to in like smack in the middle of the day and I come back and I just get everything done and that evening I was supposed to do a watch along with the film vault and I skipped it it was just too much too much chaos after getting back from California so the next day I have um uh an advice clinic and through the district court that I do every couple of months and all of my appointments canceled but one and it was amazing like oh like great I like need this I need this and then that evening we are going to a, a local haunted house my daughter had dance again like it's like it's once a week but it fe- and it's for one hour and it feels like the biggest chunk of time ever so we um do the this little local haunted house by theater students. It's great. My daughter goes to dance. We pick her up. We have dinner um, and my pick my daughter up after dance and and go to um, go back home. I like fall in bed exhausted. And the next day I have it's kind of like a lot of random stuff. I was supposed to have a massage, but my massage therapist needed to cancel. And I was really feeling like I could really use this, like after Universal and everything. But, you know, sometimes people have to cancel. So I worked at home the whole morning, actually like felt really accomplished. And um, there was a 10 o'clock appointment that at my office that my associate was covering. It was a no-show. And it was just kind of thankful, like we have tons of work going on right now. That's fine. I had a conference call and then I just had a bunch of calls that I had to return and I get home like I don't know four-ish much later than I wanted to get home and then that evening we did a trunk or treat at the local church and it was fun the kids had fun and we were trying to think about what to do for dinner there were no last year there were food trucks there wasn't this year so I said why don't we do breakfast for dinner and everybody liked that idea Here's my tip for breakfast for dinner. Have some sort of greens with it. Like either make a salad or steam broccoli or roast Brussels sprouts. I roasted Brussels sprouts because that's what I had. And then um, the next day was our Halloween party. We had our annual Halloween party. It was so low-key, but it actually felt really nice. So everyone dressed up. I was a witch. My husband was my voodoo king. And I ordered, I wanted to not do a lot of work, actually, so I really didn't. I ordered um, a platter of sandwiches from Jimmy John's, super easy. You order the party pack, and they take their sandwiches, and they cut them into thirds, and you can pick 10 different sandwiches. So I did, like, half vegetarian and then half meat. I um, My daughter came over early, my oldest, with my grandson gray and so we ran around during the day and just picked up stuff 
We picked up the Halloween donuts from Krispy Kreme. We got um, the Halloween cupcakes from Sprinkles. I had a buy one, get one free card from Fogo to Chow. So we went there and had this wonderful lunch. And you're, at, hey, Florence, you're talking vegetarian, vegetarian. What are you doing at Fogo to Chow? They have this wonderful thing called their market bar, and it's a giant salad bar. So we had all this, you know, salad and vegetables, and you can get the sides, which are the bananas, the polenta, the mashed potatoes. They have these wonderful bread rolls. Like, it was just delicious, like a perfect, perfect lunch. Um, what else did I have to do? Oh, I had to zigzag home because a bunch of the freeway was closed. This is the thing about Arizona on weekends. Huge chunks of freeway are closed, and it's usually wherever you are trying to go. So it's a huge pain in the ass. Um, I feel like we ran some sort of other errand, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, I had to run to the court and file something. Um, I don't know what else. I feel like there was some other stop that we made. Maybe not, you know. Oh, Costco. Of course. I went to Costco. I bought um, uh, paper plates, forks, cups. And I think because of the sizes I got, I actually think all of this will last me through Christmas. So that felt kind of good. Like, here's this huge project out of the way in terms of, you know, the the stuff that you need for, for those holidays. And like, I already have it, you know, it's none of it's pretty, it's all functional, but I think it's just perfect. And, you know, because it was Costco, like not all the money in the world. And it just felt a little accomplished. I also picked up their pumpkin pies, $6 for the biggest, most delicious pumpkin pies you have ever had which I actually think I'm going to have in just a moment. I'm going to tell you guys, you guys are my treat. Um, you are my uh, carrot and the stick because I recorded first before I, so I'm going to sit down and have coffee and start my hopefully relaxing Sunday. That's what I'm hoping for. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to talk a little bit about morning headaches. So, so you can tell I've been like very busy. And I'm sorry, I've talked for an hour about just stuff. And I'm really, really stressed because in the next 20 days, I have more things on my calendar than ever. I mean, a combination between social and really big cases. It's like big, uh, fundraiser, uh, trial, depositions, like it's all here now, just a bunch of it. And I'm freaking out. I'm also going to San Francisco for a couple days for a conference. I have this huge oral argument. And this is all happening before between November 1st and November 20th. So I'm really stressed out about it, which probably explains what's going on. But I've been waking up quite a bit with headaches. So I just started looking at it. First, I looked up just reasons why you wake up with a headache. And 
there was a large study that was done that found one in 13 people suffer from chronic morning headaches. Up to 60% of them are snorers. I am a snorer, I've been told. I've woken myself up with snoring. I've also been told that lately it's not been as bad. Um, on our last trip, um, I don't think anyone told me I was snoring. Um, my husband has said, hey, you haven't been snoring. But um, I do pretty bad, I've been told. And so a lot of times I wake up with this like this dull headache. And, and that is a cause because you're just not getting the, the air that you need. And um, I've gone to the doctor before it and they said I did not qualify for a sleep study. And I was like, whatever. Um, another reason people have morning headaches is insomnia because they're not getting enough sleep. Another one is uh, teeth grinding, which can be stress. I think this is something um, my daughter has, uh, my middle daughter. She says she clenches her teeth at night. Another one is restless leg syndrome. Um, a real common one, and you may feel this when you wake up, dehydration. When I wake up, especially this time of year in the fall, I feel really dry. So a lot of times before I have coffee, and I sort of have to talk myself into it, because sometimes it just doesn't sound that good, is to drink one to two glasses of water. After I do, I feel a million times better. It feels like my cells are getting refreshed. Another cause is too much or too little sleep. So too little sleep is pretty obvious, like you're not getting enough rest. But too much, you're like, well, why would that matter? And I don't know, there's just something about too much sleep. If um, I know when I've gotten too much sleep. And a lot of it has to do with how I'm dreaming. Like I start dreaming like just kind of crazy repetitive things. And I'm like, all right, I am just in REM sleep and I need to get out of it. Another reason to wake up with headaches is depression. A another reason to wake up with headaches is anxiety and stress. I think that's a big one for me. Another one is a wrong pillow. Um, I think I need at least if maybe I'm using the wrong pillow, but this to me feels better. I use like a real fluffy pillow that when I lay my head on pretty much flattens out and I'm mostly a back or a side sleeper. So I think that's good. In my guest room, I have some of these pillows that are like really puffy. And when I lay back on them, my neck just feels like it's kinked. So check your pillow. A big one is, because after I looked at that, I'm like, well, that stuff is kind of it, but that's not what I really have. I, I have something else. I have something like a weekend headache. And... I looked up um, why you wake up with a headache on like a Saturday. So I found an article about the weekend migraines and it's called eight tips to stop the Saturday syndrome. This is exactly what happens to me. I have a super busy week. I'm looking forward to 
relaxing. I go to sleep at a regular time on Friday. I wake up with a headache. That's what happened to me yesterday. This is not a hangover. This is not because I was drinking. And what it is called, it's called a letdown headache. And it's not the stress that triggers the migraine. It's the change from a state of high stress to a state of relaxation. Like, doesn't that sound crazy? It's kind of like going from warm to cold or cold to hot. People have, here's some uh, a quote from someone from the American Headache Society. People have a 20% increased likelihood of having a migraine in the 12 to 24 hours after their mood shifts from sad or nervous to happy or relaxed. And the letdown from stress can trigger a migraine attack, but it's not the stress that causes the migraine. And also, um, you know, there's some other things that kind of can lead to the weekend headaches. That one for me, I am 100% sure that is what it is because it's always on a weekend when I'm like really looking forward to the relaxation. But there's other triggers people have for weekend headaches, which is sleep inconsistency. They're suddenly sleeping more because it's a Saturday or they're going to bed really late because it's a Friday. Um, Caffeine, you know, during the week we have our routine. We get up, we have a cup of coffee at the same time. Maybe we're not doing that on the weekend. Exercise is a big one because on the weekends we'll tend to do something more strenuous get out and do a hike, do that cycling class, do that yoga class. Like we're doing these big bouts of exercise because we have this time during the day. You know, the heat, obviously, the humidity, bright sun, hot shower, all of these can cause headaches. So what can you do about it? One is to maintain a bedtime routine. Um... I think I pretty much have this, even on the weekends. Somewhere between 8 and 9.30, I will just start to wind down. It's earlier for me during the fall and the winter because it's dark and my body just says, go to bed. I'll light a candle a lot of times during these years. I'll have some water. Um get into cozy clothes, take out my contacts, brush my teeth, wash my face, and um, just I'll put on a show where it's like, this is a show you've seen a million times, so you don't need to watch it. And I put the sleep timer on the TV, so it shuts off. That's it. It's pretty simple. I used to love to read at night, but honestly, I'm too exhausted now. Every once in a while, I'll read a little bit. Um, watch your caffeine and sometimes that means just staying on your caffeine schedule and sometimes that means not drinking as much caffeine during the day watch your alcohol it seems counterintuitive because you think alcohol makes me sleepy I'm going to go to bed nope it keeps you up drink more water I know everyone says that set up your bedroom in a way that's cozy And a big one for me is just washing my sheets. It feels luxurious for me when my sheets are washed. 
and I wash them pretty frequently, you know, I I'll admit I probably don't wash them once a week. It doesn't feel to me like I, I need them once a week. Um, it, you know, more like two, but then afterwards I feel like all the allergens are gone, like all the dust. And I feel like my breathing is really great that night. Maybe that's psychological, but, um, just having that like clean sheets is great. Keeping your sleep schedule pretty consistent is good. Waking up at the same time, going to bed at the same time. Here was one. Here was a tip and I'm like, how? Like, how would this even work? The tip was keep stress levels somewhat steady all week. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I, You know what? Maybe it does. Maybe I do. Maybe I can explain it a little bit. So during the week, I guess I do do this a little bit. Um, you know, there's obviously stuff we can't control. Things are going to happen with our schedule. Hearings are going to be set up. Whatever's going on, it's just there. And, and we can't control those. But what I'll try to do is put in little treats during the day that help with my stress level. Coffee in the morning is a big treat for me. Um, taking 20 minutes and reading outside in the sunlight sunlight for pleasure is a big one for me. Trying to work a little bit from home and get out of the office atmosphere can be a big one. I know that sounds weird. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. If the house is too hectic, then it's not. If the house is quiet, then it can be really great. I'll try to go to a spin class. Um, that, that You know what? I don't know if that's relaxing or not. <laughs> it always makes me happy. I don't know about relaxing. Um, warm up your muscles. That's a big one. I just bought a Pilates wheel. When I went to Hawaii, I did a restorative yoga class and she brought out the Pilates wheel to help with stretching. And it was great. It was so much um, you had so much more leverage than when you'd use like a strap. And then I got the Pilates wheel and there's instructions for like different Pilates exercise too. So for me, it'll be sort of like a double thing what I could do with it. I can do a little bit of Pilates stuff. I don't want to do Pilates like in person at a studio. I, I just feel like I'm not going to be good at it. So I don't want to be doing it in person. <laughs> Sounds weird. But um, yeah, I will... Um, I'll do it at home and be happy and then also use it for stretching. I think it goes without saying drink more water. Um, sunglasses. You know, I never wore sunglasses. I literally never wore sunglasses. And then in the last couple of years, there's been, when I've been driving, I'm like, okay, you're squinting a lot. That cannot be good. And I started wearing sunglasses when I was driving. I started wearing sunglasses if I'm like, say, at Disneyland or the zoo. And it really helps my eyes a lot. Another one is um, don't take a hot shower. I don't know. You know, I um, I need a hot shower, but I'll try to turn the temperature down a little bit. And always have some sort of breakfast, some kind of snack just to make sure you're not 
getting to that starving level where you get a headache. Okay, that's it for today. Um, Catch me on the film vault, please. Listen to Brian and Anderson. Even when I'm not on it, they're really enjoyable and they provide a service of watching a lot of movies and letting you know what is good to watch. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find it on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law office. You can find me under my website, brummerlaw.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in two weeks. (laughs) 